The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another great hour of Radio by George. And I am your great host today, well, for the most part, the short part of the day. I have an individual that's taking over the airways. She's taking control of, over my radio show today. She's taking control of my life and my household and everything else. We are going to ask you to call in at any point in time. To give, for you to chime in or give you some advice uh, on anything that you may hear that may resonate with you, um, and just see what's going on. You know, like as usual, I, I typically go into my first 15 minutes of what I've been doing over the weekend. But I'm going to bring in the host of the day, my lovely wife, best friend, partner, playmate, Taj George. Welcome to the show. Honey. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I was excited about today because I want to talk about some things that, that I want to talk about today. Like, like what? Like parenting, you know, just things that can help me get through our little hyper moments with little Eric. Really? <laughs> and we're about to go into the teenager stage with Jair. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? I, I, I think of it this way. I think that uh, you do an excellent job as a mom. Thank you. You know, you, I mean, you're one of the best, well, the only mom that I do know. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I think it's uh, necessary for people to hear or even chime in or even give their insight on what it is to be a good parent. You know, you look at um, so many uh, situations today. You know, you look at, like, Good Morning America today. Right. Uh, this young man, um, his mom was in contact with him every single... We watched that together. Yeah, watched that together. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to see how this, this gang took his life uh, while right I, there. I wouldn't know how to breathe. I wouldn't know how to begin to react to a situation like that. And I don't encourage other people to do this, but if that was my child, I'll be, I would be sitting in jail right now because I would have to just, I would go after him with a, with a crazy, just outrageous vengeance because my, my child, my children, I breathe them. I, mm-hmm. I eat them. I do everything them. But you know what? At what point does a parent have to back off? I mean, because you know what? She was in contact with her son through text messaging every five minutes. Yeah. You know, and didn't save his life, no. you know, unfortunately. But what is a healthy relationship that you have to have between you and your child at certain points in their lives, in their stages, you know? Um, I, I know that growing up, for me, um, I was always a mama's boy, and it wasn't until <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> it wasn't until um, really my college years before until, until I cut the umbilical cord, <laughs> you know. But um, you know that relationship is, 
continues to grow and to evolve, but you know, my mom still wants to to be a mom, you know, and, well, we and, and bicker and complain <laughs> and and tell me what I need to be doing in my house, you know. So, yeah, at what point does it does the parent have to back off, and when is it, you know, a, a healthy relationship? And I, and I definitely want to hear from the people out there. You know, uh, this is a great show, but it's an even better show when you chime in and call in. Uh, you got the number on your screen. If you can't look at your the number on your screen. We, uh, you can call in at 866-472-5787, or you can IM me at radiobygeorge at yahoo.com. But you won't be yahooing me, you'll be yahooing my wife who has taken over today, and she is going to empower you and really ask you some advice on how she can help raise a rambunctious, very vibrant and active four-year-old in a pretty much laid-back, cool uh, 12-year-old that we have now, and, you know, just get some insight on that. Thank you, honey. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, so, um, hey, you we're just going to keep it moving right along. And, and basically, uh, you know, as far as living this healthy lifestyle and living um, for your kids and, and really having that relationship that's, uh, conducive for both of you. Right. What challenges do you see right now for yourself that uh, that you want to talk about for between you and Eric? Well, the thing that uh, that makes me laugh is that you remember when I got pregnant. Well, when we got pregnant, because he actually got me pregnant. So you remember when that happened? I was terrified. I didn't even want to tell my husband that I was pregnant. Actually, I didn't tell anybody for the first few weeks because. Believe it or not, I was afraid. I was paralyzed with fear because I had never really seen uh, a healthy parenting relationship. I had lost my parents, both of them, by the time I turned 14. I moved in with my aunt, who to me wasn't exactly a stellar parent. So it was kind of hard for me to understand that now I was about to be responsible for a young life. So I, I just... Cried. I remember just crying, thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to destroy this kid because he's going to be my guinea pig, and what am I going to do? And, of course, the first few months when Eric was mm -hmm. um, born, I went through postpartum depression because I had no idea what I was up against. I had to work through that. I never had to take any medication or anything, thank God. Um, li literally, my sister moved down to Nashville with me for a few weeks, and I was able to get sleep, which was allowed me to get my, my bearings straight, and I was able to handle the, the ups and downs of motherhood, early motherhood. Well, needless to say, my son and I, of course, we, we are perfect now. Well, I won't say perfect because the little boy is high fur, okay? And I think I've grown a lot, but there's still so many things that I feel I don't know about parenting. Like this, this little, they tell me about the uh, terrible two-stage, but my son, he seems to have extended his terrible tools. <laughs> So how do you work through this terrible two thing? I've also looked into uh, becoming a big sister, big brother, well, big sister, rather, because I figured that I could help people in two ways. I could lend my time to a kid who needs help as far as being a big uh, sister and an inspiration, and they can also find a family relationship within, within our home and it's almost like a two-way situation, but my son will have someone to play with and talk to and bounce that energy off of. This child will have someone to talk to and bounce his energy mm -hmm. off of, and I can watch the growth of two healthy human beings and be happy about that. So I was looking for some, some advice from other people and other moms and things that they've gone through with their kids. I know there's a lot of um, single parents out there. 
my husband and I, we travel a lot. So we kind of made a deal that both of us can't be gone at the same time. That was some, one of the things that concerned me about parenting. And it's, it's scary because now I have a four-year-old who just seems to never stop. And my poor baby went through separation anxiety when I was gone for three months. When I came home. No, and I, I was no, I, I can definitely say I was a part of that, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah, you were. And, and I do recall uh, one night uh, we were uh, lying in bed. I was trying to put him down, and he was crying. He was acting out, and he was crying. And instead of, you know, reprimanding him or, or saying, what are you crying about, you know, I had I put him up face-to-face, and I said, okay, what's the problem? And he said that he missed you. This was you know, like two or three weeks into it, and I said, well, I'll miss you too. And I said, well, look, you know, let's make a deal here. You listen to me, and we'll get through this together, and I promise you that we will see Mommy in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And after that, that talk, he listened, he calmed down, but he went through a lot mm-hmm. with that. And uh, we would talk to you at night when we would pray, and that really helped him get through that period, right. you know, of separation anxiety. And, and now he, he still goes through that. When one of us leaves, out of the house, he's waiting at the door. Attaches, and, and the dog is like that. Too. Brooklyn, <laughs> the family. Tries, yeah, they're so attached to us, and and I guess you know, in a sense, um, really, is that healthy? You know, for your child to to be so attached. I know he's at a young age, yeah. uh, but at what point in time do you really push the independence on him? to say, okay, you've got to learn, you've got to do things on your own, mm-hmm. and I'm here as a support, but I'm not here to dictate. Right. Well, I, I totally agree, and of course, we try and we do that with Eric, but initially when I first came home, I couldn't even drive the car. Trina had to drive the car because he had to have me in the back seat with him. And um, whenever we go, when I get into the tub or if I go into the bedroom, wherever I went, he had to be near me. And I didn't discourage that because I knew that he was going through a bit of a separation anxiety because he missed me so much. Just, I think recently, maybe two or three weeks ago, he was actually able to go off someplace without me because he, was, he felt better. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that's something that we're working on now, and I think it's still... It, that doesn't even add to his hyperness. I think that's just normal for a four-year-old. Oh, I, absolutely. I, you know, and I, you got to realize something. You know, I went through this with Jair. Mm-hmm. You know, although he didn't grow up in the, the same household as, as us, mm-hmm. but it's still those stages, and you get you get a chance to see it, and you you kind of know what to expect. You know, I don't. This will be my first time dealing with a teenager. You know, I went from being the coolest dad on earth. <laughs> not being corny, <laughs> outdated, can't dance, can't dress, right. uh, what I say is, is not believable, everything, all the bad things that, that he has, his bad eyesight, I gave it to him, you know, so it's, it's or uh, whenever you mess with me, Aaron, to speak oh, me. man, you know, I'm the, I'm the bad guy in the house, you know, but um, I, I really commend you on the big brothers and big sisters, mm-hmm. Because when I grew up in Philadelphia without a father, um, that's something that my mom tried to get me involved with, um, just to have that male influence mm-hmm. there and somebody to, to vent to, to talk to, to express your deepest thoughts to. Because you know, without the father or the mother there, there's only certain things that a, a child are going to disclose to that parent, right. you know, and, and and really open up to and feel comfortable. 
So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. I hope you're going to chime in. I hope you have some great advice for my wife and I. Please come back and talk to us. We come back in two minutes. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Radio by George. And actually, you're speaking to the female George today, Taz George. And today, I'm taking over the airwaves because I want to talk about parenting today. And I also want to uh, tell everybody about Big Sisters, Big Brothers of Nashville, Texas, wherever. It's actually all over the country, and it's, it's available to anyone who wants to reach out and help. And I've recently gotten myself involved with Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Nashville because I want to be able to help um, some of these kids that are here in the city who are being raised by single parents. I understand how hard it is to be a single parent. Although I have a husband, we travel a lot. We're hardly ever home. And there are times when I'm here a lot um, with my kids, especially during the summer when um, the uh, football season is about to kick off. Eddie is doing a lot of, of uh, broadcasting for the Titans and um, 
ABC and Fox, and that leaves me to entertain the kids most of the time. And I hear a lot, when is Dad coming home? Do you know if Dad's going to be home before such and such and this and that? And I understand how hard that can be. So I definitely reached out to Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Nashville because I wanted to be a tool or and help in any way that I could. And I've, I've discussed, actually, with them being able to mentor a younger kid as well as a preteen because I have both. And my uh, 12-year-old, who is very mature for his age, but he is still 12, and when he comes home for the summer, he's pretty much out there by himself. He really doesn't know a lot of people because, of course, the kids that are here are going away for the summer, and he's usually here alone. So I figured if I could reach out to a 12-year-old and maybe a 6-year-old who can actually help me out with my kids as well as us helping them out with their uh goals and aspirations, it was a win-win situation. We have a caller online. Michelle from New York is, is with us. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Mara. How are you, Taj? How are you? Hey, which Michelle is this? Yeah, classmate, who you sung right behind. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. This is Michelle Williams. I went to junior high school. <laughs> Oh, my God, high school, everything Excuse together. Me, Michelle. This is uh, Eddie, her husband. <laughs> I have one Hi. How are you doing today? I got the secrets, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of student was my wife back then? Was she a I good was, student? She, Mara was really uh, uh, a real cool person. She always she was the clown, really. <laughs> oh, okay. She was the clown. Yeah, she made us laugh. Oh, she right. always kept like us laughing. <laughs> You know, I actually told her why um, I texted on on thing, and I told her, um, "You still do that thing with your mouth?" Oh my God! Yes, I still <laughs> chew the sides of my jaw. <laughs> you still chew the thing with your mouth? Like, oh my God! It was so, a scene on Survivor where I'm sitting there just killing my jaw, and why did she do that? I'm like, I don't know. I got it from my grandmother. I've been doing it since I was a baby. I was like, oh, my God, some things just don't change. Never change, never change. Some things don't change. Exactly. Michelle, do you have any kids? I have a daughter who's six. She just turned six. Oh, my God. How, she just how, turned six. How did you get through the terrible twos? Huh? How did you get through the terrible twos? The terrible twos is a lot of patience, a lot of prayer, and just um, consistency. Okay, well, my son is going on his second year of terrible tooth. <laughs> no, it goes to four. Oh, really? It goes to four, and then the four picks up um, some new whole, a whole different style because now they, they, they understand the concept of what they've been trying to manipulate you in under two and three. Oh. And then the four and the five, they're putting everything together, and then six, all the other little rebellious things where you didn't really want to um, discipline them in, you have to become very disciplinary at six. So it never stops? No. <laughs> you know I what? just went through my first um, mother's, mother-daughter altercation about fibbing. Oh, wow. And it was an experience, but it was, um, I think I instilled the truth. That truth, you have to tell the truth. Right. Of course. Of and course. I, and I, I've always instilled in her that I've never lied to you, so you can never lie to me. And the one thing my mom taught me um, from way back when, she said, if you will lie to me, you're still for me. And if you steal from me, you'll kill me. Oh, my. And, 
<laughs> that was like deep. She got deep into the emotional aspect of it. Right. She? So if you lie, that means you have the same concept in your mind that you could do whatever it is that you feel you could do to me. Okay. And so, you know, lying is not permitted in my home at all. It's not acceptable. But I find that kids just, I don't think they even realize what they're doing. Like my son, if when we were potty training. Not at two. Right. What not about at four? two, but at six. Okay. You understand? That's why I said it's different levels. Right. They're understanding now. Now at six, she knows what she's doing. Absolutely. You can walk around here spanky leg and know everything else in the world, but you can't come to me and tell me the truth. Mm-mm, that don't go down here. Not here, don't. No, sugar. You're going to make me choke. <laughs> no, sugar. It don't do that here. Not here. Wow. Yeah, because I went through that. Well, we're still going through that right now with my son. Because if I ask him to clean something up, he'll say, I didn't do it. And I'm like, I just watched you pull that out. <laughs> but then with the I don't do it is, I didn't ask you, did you do it? I told right. you to do it. Right. Right. You understand? They have this thing where I didn't make that mess. My sibling made that mess, so I shouldn't have to do it. You or know what? I'm the mom, and I said, you have to do this. So you have to do it. That's the end of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, now here's a question. After you put your foot down and you said that and you still keep getting foot, I, I didn't mean or butt in this. Where do you go from there? Because I, I don't like to... Thank my son. I, I try to find different things to get through to him. Like I'll take away something. I'll make him go to his room. I, I'll, he, he can't watch his favorite cartoons. And I don't know. I just think that those those punishments are starting to become um, not what is it uh, effective? They're not effective. They're not enforced. Um, they've been enforced too much. I must. And now what happens is kids play on our intelligence again. The same thing. They find our weakest point. Uh huh. Okay. And they play on them. My daughter plays on it. She knows that I told her I'm going to the 99 cent store and I'm going to get a belt. <laughs> but I've been saying that since two weeks before she turned six. Right. We get ready going a month of being six, and I still haven't went to the 99 cent store and bought the belt. Oh wow! And plus, I don't think the 99 cent belts might work that much. It might sting, but they probably gonna break. <laughs> but it's just the point that she fears a beating, but. She, where I have a problem is I don't like to say the same thing twice. Right, right. If I say go take your bath, that's what I mean. Go take your bath and let's go. Exactly. It's no more questions, not but mommy, no mommy, but mommy, you know, mm-mm, go take your bath. So when I find myself repeating myself, I become a yeller. I'm from Brooklyn. Right. I'm from Brooklyn, Ooh. born in the hood, best style. Represent. <laughs> best style all day. And... Our parents didn't tolerate it, so I can't tolerate it. I know. So what I find out I do, I know some psychologists will say, well, you shouldn't do that. Before I beat, I'll scream. Okay. Well, we have also an instant message from Mr. Royce87, and he says, I have one of the brightest three-year-olds I have ever known. However, his lack of following directions is getting out of hand. It's almost as if his terrible twos were delayed. Any suggestions without extreme yelling? I'm trying to find out the same thing, uh, Mr. Royce. <laughs> I'm yelling. <laughs> I'm yelling. Michelle, thank you so much for calling. You're welcome. Oh, I appreciate it so much. It was welcome. And I'm sorry you won't be able to make it this weekend. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, we have another caller online. Michelle, thanks for calling in. We're going to take this last caller before okay, we no uh, problem. next break. We have Roslyn from New York. I think we get a lot of New York callers today. Hello? Roslyn? Hey. 
I know this is not Rosalind. Hey, Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl, let's talk a little bit before I break it. I'll bring you back afterwards. Okay. What's going on with you? I guess all of New York is listening on this radio station today, huh? Well, first of all, you should have never gave out the number because we are going to act up. <laughs> so you know. Ah, but you know, it's good you know that for sure. Now, listen, you need some advice on children. I Okay, so I can't. Okay, I can't say everything because ACS might be listening. <laughs> All right. Well, we have one guy, Mr. Royce, needs uh, needs um, in, um, information about terrible twos without beating them and yelling them. So we all the the. Uh, uh, okay, you can only. There's only one way. You got to beat them. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. No, honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's the thing is because I I'm also a daycare director. Uh huh. And I have four children of my own. Right. So, and my, all of my kids survived the terrible twos. They did. And I survived the terrible twos. So, I mean, the key is really, well, patience, first of all. And I think it's important to, um, you have to keep your children active. Uh-huh. You have to keep them busy. And, um, and you also, at that age, they have to, you have to let them also know about limitations. Right. Right. You know, I mean, yes, at that age, the expectations for them to explore, you know, but there is a way to do it without wearing the parent down, well, you know. Please explain. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, listen, when we were young, and we were young, uh-huh. you know, we, I mean, you pretty much knew. You just didn't touch that. Right. You know, you didn't do that. And I think that the problem with children today is that we we don't give limits and we, we forget the rules, and rules are okay. They don't inhibit our children from learning, but what rules do is give them a sense of reality because reality is outside of your home, other people may not necessarily tolerate that behavior. Exactly. So... You want to, what you want to do, you want to raise your children with how you would want them to act when they're out in public. Okay. Okay, and it begins at home. So you can't, see, if you allow your children to just run amok at home, you cannot take them to Walmart <laughs> and think that they're not going to run amok in Walmart. It's got to be. Right, right. Limitations and rules can be established. And, and, again, it doesn't inhibit them from being children. But you have to be realistic with children. Absolutely. That, because the world, the world is what the world is, and the world doesn't give a flub a nut about Kayla, Kathy, John, John. They don't care about all that. Right, right. So, and, you, and you have to take into consideration that there are other people in the world besides your beautiful two-year-old child. So the thing is, again, you know, you, you, you keep them active. If he happens to be an at-home dad or mommy's an at-home mom, I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of groups out there, mommy and me, different groups like that, where you can have play dates and you set up a schedule. See, I, I, I thank God. I don't know where the wisdom came from. I have no idea. But I have very little problem with my children as far as sleeping patterns. Uh-huh. The, the, the schedule was set from the moment we got home. Uh-huh. From the hospital. All right. Hold that time, Rosalind. I want you to stay on the line. We have to take a break. And when we come back, I want to get more into that. And I want you to explain to some people about some of the things that, like what we went through growing up. So my parents. Okay. So many things. So hold the line. We're going to come right back. Cool. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. This is Rebecca Mathias, President of Motherhood Maternity. Did you know that in America today, one in eight babies is born prematurely, and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause? Well, solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth. It's time for us to do more to help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and moms across America. Sign the petition for preemies at marchofdimes.com slash petition. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Hey, everybody. It's Oz. I'm holding down the fort for Eddie today, and today we're talking about parenting and things that I can do to help my child be better. <laughs> and on the phone, I still have one of my good friends from New York, Rosalind Inman. I've had two of my good friends that I went to junior high school and high school with so far call in. We still have Rosalind on the line because I feel like she can definitely tell me some things that could help me with my children because I, I've known her since I was... 13, 14 years old, and she knew, she knows about the things that I went through growing up, and she can probably help me analyze myself as to why I'm having so much trouble with my child. <laughs> Roslyn. Yes. So, where, where were we when we left off? You were, you were telling me about um, uh, how my child will be more like how I want them to be raised, how I was raised, and I frowned on that one. Okay. Because um, I don't think the way I raised, I was raised anywhere near how I would want to raise my children. Well, not, well, let me, let me correct, well, let me correct a couple things. I knew you since we were 11. One. Two, I just thought I saw that one in. And two, um, of course, the expectation is not for them to be raised. I don't think any of us, any of us who are now, you know, parents really want to um, go totally step by step with how we were raised. We could probably find, you know, pick it down to the wire. This was right, that wasn't right, this was right, that wasn't right. I wouldn't have did this, I wouldn't have done that. 
But what I was saying to you is that when you're parented, to be an effective parent, one can never remove themselves from when they were children. Mm-hmm. Always think about who you were as a child and what it was that you did. Mm-hmm. For example, I have a 13-year-old, a daughter going on 13. I constantly remind my daughter I know the loins that she came from. <laughs> so she has to wake up five weeks ahead of me to get over me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and I look back and she reminds me very much of myself. And all of my, I have four daughters and all of them have a little piece of me. How old is your oldest? My oldest will be 13 in November. Okay, you, so you have a, a teenager. Yeah, I have a 9-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 5-year-old. And don't say nothing funny. Bless your heart. <laughs> yes, don't you even make a joke about it. But, you know, I mean, the thing is is that, I, like I said, I think one of the ways to not lose focus is to always remind yourself of who you were. And they are little yous. They really are little yous. And Tamara, you was always a jokester. And he is. Yes, you was always a jokester. You know, Tamara, well, you remember, you would be playing and nobody was playing. You know what I'm saying? But my husband has it twofold. Husband's the same way. Tamara, you know, I mean, but, you know, but and the thing is is that a lot of times we just need to um, get out, find out what it is that thing that our children like to do. And get them focused on that. My kids love to draw. They love to color. So if I get crayons out and paper, I don't hear from them for the rest of the day. Now I have paper all over my house. Yeah. But, you know, and my oldest daughter wants to be on a computer playing games. So what you try to do is find that thing that, 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 that really interests them. Because the children get bored, too. Oh, my God. And my son's attention span is about two seconds shorter than a second. And he's how old? He's Four. He just turned four in April. And now we try to encourage the things that he wants to do. Now, this is what he wants to do. Right. He wants to play both all day. Okay. Both. I'm Penny. My husband is is uh, Dr. Calico, and my dog Brooklyn. Okay. Is Hi, Brooklyn. Bolt's dad. Okay. So <laughs> my son, he wants to both speak and both run and both jump. Okay. Both He's both fanatic. Yeah. Now, mommy is 38. I mean, I'm, I'm high energy, but yeah. I'm not that high energy. So right. So what happens when I get worn down and I'm just exhausted? Here's where I say a big brother, big sister will come in. If I can mentor to another kid, right. like roughly around my kid's age, right. maybe they, them two can kind of mentor each other, as in friendship, build a friendship, whereas he doesn't need to constantly play with the parents. He can find kids and build on other kids to be with. Right. Well, that, I mean, that is one of the, that is one of the, um, that is one of the, that's one of the, the, well, I don't want to call it really a setback, but that is one of the setbacks when you are an only child. Right. And I know he does have an older brother, but the different, the age difference becomes real prevalent as they get older. Mm-hmm. You know, because the older brother wants to do this and the younger brother wants to do that. So it's not, it's not. It's cute when they're six and four, but then when, like with me, I have a thirteen-year-old and a five-year-old. Nothing in common. Nothing in common. She's thinking of boys and you know, junior high, high school's coming any day now. You know, my five-year-old is all about what her friends did in school. You know, and this one's having a party, mommy, and I want to have a party. So it's just two different. It's two different elements. And it becomes much more prevalent as they become older and everybody's transitioning into their next phase. Right. So the thing is with him, and I, and I, he's probably in daycare, right? Yes. He's in daycare? He's in um, preschool, yeah, daycare. And he's half a day, a whole day? 
He goes whole, the whole day. Yeah. Okay. All and day see, day. what will happen is, and you'll see that it's going to change. See, boys, you got to also remember, too, boys are a little different than girls. Boys are very hands-on. They're very hands-on. Where girls are more visual learners, you can sit them down at the table and say, okay, color. Boys want to flip. They want to play. They want to run. They want to run. They want to, because it's just that energy level. And probably something you can look into if you haven't already is maybe do like a peewee um, sports Team. Yeah, yeah. They usually start at age three, and he, he of course, just turned four. And now right. we're home. I, I wanted to definitely get him into some. Yeah, classes. that's something you can do. And then what you can start doing is setting up, and that would help you as far as scheduling, mm-hmm. because you know he, you know, he goes to school, then he has the peewee team, you know, and then we come home, we have an hour together, you know, we eat dinner, however, however you plan, pan it out, and then by eight o'clock, let's settle down. <laughs> Let's begin to settle down. But, you know, and but it's really all about burning that energy. Right. You know, it's really about burning that energy. And I definitely don't want to sound like I'm this perfect mother because far from it. Because there are times when, you know, and it does become overwhelming with four kids. It's like everybody wants a piece of me. Oh, and they all find cool. different ways of doing it. But they all want the same thing. Yeah. And they all are drama queens like their mother. Oh, you don't have any boys. None whatsoever. And I'm not upset about that right now. That's awesome. (laughs) And I'm not even going back. That's not happening. But you know what I mean? Because I'm too close to 40. I got to be sexy in 40. Absolutely. I cannot be trying to flatten my stomach at 41. But but you know what I mean? It's just like right now, you know, he's, because once he gets in school and and the schoolwork starts to come into play Mm -hmm. and he's writing his name and he's really reading and different things like that, then you have other resources to channel his energy into. Right. But right now, sports and I, you know, I'm just remembering the show and where you guys were. And well, any anybody out of that ain't in Brooklyn, ain't in New York. I know you in the suburbs somewhere. Uh-huh. So where with we with us with us growing up to Maryland, we were able to go to our to each other's house. You know, nobody yeah, bothered us. So it was the neighborhood. You could cross like the street. Video games and, and yeah, like these that. kids don't have that. I know they don't have that. They don't have that. Mommy, I'm going outside. You know, they don't have that, and it's unfortunate because the truth of the matter, I think media has played such a role in as giving us as parents such a negative uh, perception mm-hmm. of our children being independent and being because it didn't kill us. No, it didn't. And I mean, it, I was it, practically on my own at five. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, we were. I mean, come on, we were hanging. We were hanging, I mean, and, and not in a negative way. You know, we were hanging, and we were responsible, and we knew to go home. I Absolutely. mean, we were 11 and 12 going, taking the bus. Absolutely, and even when we weren't uh, doing anything crazy or when we were doing things crazy, we weren't bad about it. Like, like no. for instance, the time we played hooky. We okay. Right. <laughs> we, we were stupid because I went to my public school to say hi. What was that? <laughs> that was stupid. Then we went and got watermelon. Remember? But, I mean, you know. We, like you said, we weren't we were not bad about it. We weren't fresh and disrespectful kids. Because matter of fact, remember we couldn't even be absent on the same day no more after that. Right, right. Oh my God, we got you know what? so I have much. All are on hold. We have Mr. Lowell Perry from oh. Big Brothers Big Sisters on yes. hold, and I wanted to get him on so he can tell us a little bit more about Big Brothers and Big Sisters and their program. Oh, my sister, my daughter's a part of that. I, that is wonderful. Okay, yeah. let me get him in there, and we'll continue with you. Lowell, are you there? I'm here. You hear me? Lowell, yes, I do. I'm so happy to have you on. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to, to be here. It's always on this lovely day. Wonderful. So we have three minutes before the break. Can you give us a quick um, uh, synopsis of Big Brothers, Big Sisters, uh, what, what we can do to help, how people can get in touch with you, and, and so forth? Okay. Big Brothers, Big Sisters is, 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 is 
changing communities uh, across this country through one-to-one mentoring um, by matching a caring adult with a child that just needs maybe a little extra attention or just to know they matter in this world helps them uh, to feel better about school, make them less likely to skip, to get better grades, less likely to get involved in uh, behavior that could get them in trouble. Uh, so consequently, uh, the work of our organization, what it achieves is better schools, better community, uh, safer um, uh, neighborhoods, and, and healthier lifestyle choices. Um, we typically need uh, men engaged because we have uh, a lot more big uh, little brothers looking for big brothers than we do little sisters looking for big sisters. But don't get me wrong, we, we need you ladies out there involved with us as well. Uh, particularly in the African-American community, um, uh, we need more volunteers. Oh, wonderful. That, that is great because I told you I wanted to be involved with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And well, you know, we're going we're gonna to make that happen. Harry Allen told me that, uh, that, that you definitely are looking to become a big sister, and, and uh, you know, we look forward to, to getting you started and getting you matched. And uh, we all uh, have a role that, that we can play. I mean, many have gone before us to get us to this point. And for me, uh, I think what this is all about is the, the baton is in our hands now. What are we going to do for the next generation? There were people that were willing to die for us to be here to have a legitimate chance to pursue the American dream, and that ought to be the objective of any uh, adult in our communities, and by investing in preventive measures like one-to-one mentoring, you're helping to to make sure that the efforts that are going on now to fix our schools and to make our streets safer are going to ultimately be successful, because if we don't invest in prevention, if we don't change the hearts and minds of our young people, I don't care what we do in the schools, we'll never fix them long-term. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, tell your legislators, tell the governor, tell the mayor, tell the president that they need to continue to invest time, talent, and treasure in youth-oriented organizations like Big Brothers Big Sisters. And there are a lot of folks that are out there that are working with kids that are very worthy organizations. And to stop looking at us as kind of an afterthought that, oh, you guys do great work, and if there's extra money laying around, we'd love to help you. No, it's an imperative that you get involved right now. That old Fram oil filter commercial, you know, pay me now or pay me later. Right. You know, what would you rather do, invest $1,000 a year to support a match or to spend $20,000 a year later to house a convicted felon that didn't have to be there? Absolutely. Hold that thought. We're going to take a break, and we'll get right back with more Big Brothers after the break. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? 
Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com you're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. All right, we're back, and I have Mr. Lowell Perry, director of Boys and Girls Club of Nashville on online, and I also have one of my good friends from elementary all the way through high school to today, uh, Rosalind Inman on the phone. And Mr. Perry, can you please let everybody know how they can reach out to Big Brothers Big Sisters? Yep, no, Big Big Brothers Big Sisters. If if you're in Middle Tennessee, uh, where where I'm based, uh, you can go to mentorakid.org. That's mentorkid.org, and you can click on a number of ways that you can get involved. I mean, you can donate, you can sign up to be a big brother or big sister, you can invite us out to come speak to your place of worship or where you work and, and, and talk about the impact we're making in the community or uh, invite us out to your um, uh, organization to do a lunch and learn where we pay for lunch and, and just talk about the ways you can get engaged. The only thing we don't provide you is the option of doing nothing. Because cause doing nothing means you're part of the problem. So, you know, we're going to find something for you to do. Uh, those of you that are listening uh, nationally, uh, particularly uh, any of my brothers out there, you can go to mentoringbrothers.org, and uh, that uh, gets you by zip code uh, to your respective city to the closest big brothers, big sisters near you. But one of the exciting things that, that we're doing here is that we started our ambassador circle and uh, we're getting uh, current and former bigs and littles and board members and uh, pastors 
members of fraternities and sororities to, to get out and get into the community and, and tell the story uh, to help us recruit more volunteers, to raise money, and to do those things necessary to further the mission and to help these kids. Um, so there, there are plenty of ways uh, for people to, to get out there. The important thing, though, is to do something. And oftentimes that is the most difficult thing. We can sit here and talk about stuff all day long, but it's sometimes taking that first step, going to the website, right. making a phone call, just getting out there and doing something. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely on board, and apparently Rosalind is already on board. She has yeah. her daughter involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters yeah. in New York. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It has been a real asset for me, um, again, because I never want to give anyone the impression that I'm the perfect mom and I've got it all together far from it. And, of course, you know, we all have a past, and it affects and can affect how we raise our children. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and I had to learn this. I had to learn this by scratch. And, you know, at one time, you know, in, in your same position, you know, what do I do, what do I do? And I think one of the first things is we have to stop making parents feel guilty. You know, parenting does not come with a handbook. Mm-mm. It is trial and error, you yep. know, and we I have to stop beating up ourselves, <laughs> yep. you know, trying to be per- this perfect parent. Um, because every child, I don't care how many you have or how many you don't have, every child you have to, they are individual, just like a fingerprint on a finger. No one has the same one. They're individual, and you have to treat them as such. And the thing is is that we have to be careful not to take the human dimension out of parenting and out of our children. And big brothers and big sisters, again, have been such an asset um, because there were things that I could not reach out to my daughter to that they were able to. And the biggins, as they call it, do communicate with the parents. So I was able to share my concerns, and they were able to move on it for me. So, you know, because children will tend to take to someone who's not mommy, who's not daddy. That that, that big brother or big sister purely becomes a part of their child's team. Yes. And as as Rosalind said, and and our parents uh, tend to be some of our best advocates and voices for the, the impact of the program. And I, and I want to make sure that people understand this. The kids that come through our, our program are not bad kids. No, not at all. Sometimes that's a stigma that gets placed on them. Right. You know, uh, yes, a large percentage are from single-parent homes and, and, and uh, disadvantaged, so-called disadvantaged circumstances, but that doesn't mean that their parents are not hardworking, caring adults. Otherwise, they wouldn't have enrolled them in the program. Right, and I just want to just jump on piggyback on that, that I am not, you know, I'm not a single parent. You know, I am married, have been for the past 13 years. So, um, you know, I'm not the stigma, per se, of being a single mother trying to raise four children and just needing help. But the thing is, is that we have to understand that there's nothing wrong with saying help. And it's yeah. a nation to raise a child. And it does. Yeah. It takes a whole village, and you're absolutely right. And I absolutely. think that we've gotten you know, away from and, that, and you know, for me, I, I was just speaking with somebody earlier, a, a, a reporter on another, another issue, about uh, how exciting it is when I hear President Obama talk about the importance of being involved in our communities and the fact that young people are now engaged again in the process. Yes. You know, no change has ever taken place in the history of this country without young people involved. You yes. know, you can go back to the Revolutionary War, and I guarantee you it wasn't a bunch of old middle-aged men running around after the Redcoats. Not at all. You know, so Not at all. It, 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 was, it was kids, it was young people that said, you know what, enough. Yeah. If 
it's our time to do something. The baton is in our hands. There are people that died for us to be sitting on this radio show right now having this conversation. That's right. You know, otherwise it would have been some little pirate station and people, you know, trying to, oh, we got to go off the air right now because, you know, the police outside. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, but, but it is, it's exciting to me. Uh, when when I see this phenomenon happening in our country, and, and we in the African American community and the Latino communities stand to gain or lose the most uh, for our involvement or lack of involvement, because I don't care what misery index list you pull out, you know, black or brown kids are going to be one or two on that list. Yeah. Every single one of them, whether it's, yeah. it's, it's unequal access to, to, to good education, to good health care, uh, to overrepresentation in the criminal justice system. Yeah. I mean, those are some things that we can do something about in our communities, and that's why I encourage people that are listening to do something. Mm-hmm. Get on the phone, go to the website, volunteer, see how you can help at, on this with this grassroots level to be a part of something that's bigger than all of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've had our time. Yes, yeah. and, 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 uh, and you it's, know, it's about these kids. What, what, what's your, your daughter's name, Rosalind? My daughter's name is Kayla, Kayla Inman. Yep, well, see, now, we're doing this for Kayla. Yeah. And, and everybody else's kids and, and grandkids that are out there because there are people that came before us that did it for us that were willing to die yeah. for us to be here. Yeah. And what do we believe and, enough in that we're willing to die for, that we're willing to sacrifice for others? And it's a difference. It is a difference. The, app, the, the environment is different. When we were growing up, Tamara, and I think we were the last, the last generation to actually be a part of, of this particular type of environment where if you walk down the street, everybody knew you. Right. You know, there was no such thing as people snatching you. I mean, and not to say that those things didn't happen, but everybody knew you. If you did something, you got beat by the neighbor. It was community. It was called community. Yep. You know, um, I never, you know, growing up, I never had a name. They just called me twin. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know <laughs> it was community, and I knew that in a 10-block radius, being north, south, east, or west, I better not do anything wrong within that 10-block yeah, radius. You, you got that right. Yeah, yeah. And, and your parents knew about it before you, you got home. It. And, so, I mean, and you know, I could probably then, right now, I could go down my block and, and almost tell you every single name from my neighborhood right now, and, and I couldn't tell you. Three of my neighbors now, and this is what I'm saying, and that, and this is what is important. You know, this is this is what's important, and I, and again, I say we we've taken out the human element of of parenting, of of children being children, and of just living. You know, of just living. I know that you know we have to go out there, we have to make livings, and I was stating to the gentleman earlier on break, you know. High school dropouts don't begin in high school. They, be, they begin where I'm working, in daycare. It's all about the foundation that we give our children. And for them to really understand the importance of what education is, you know, many people in life can take many things from you. But the one thing they cannot take is, which is what is in your mind. And I tell that to my children all the time. There's a lot of things people can take from you, money, clothes, materialistic things, all of that. But there's a few things they can't. That's your name, your character, and your education. Absolutely. So before we wrap up, Mr. Perry, can you just give us that information one more time? Thank you so much for calling in. Give it to yeah. us. Yeah, it's uh, mentorakid.org, www.mentorakid.org. Or if, you, if you're listening in from a different part of the, the country, if you go to Mentoring Brothers. Uh, dot org or to just uh, my big brothers big sisters of America and 
put your uh, zip code in there, uh, it'll get you to the agency closest to you, and they can tell you what you need to do. And uh, appreciate y'all uh, having us on here, and and keep on keeping on, and 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 get our folks engaged and excited about getting out there and, and doing something and paying it forward. Likewise, definitely will. Thank you so much, y'all. Thank you. I appreciate you calling in. Have a wonderful day. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 